Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Coach, I'm really interested in the uh, hybrid positions, the, the personnel there at the, the, at the what, the uh, Raider position? Yeah. Raider, Raider and Spur. In yeah. the Spur, but yeah. Basically, the difference between the two, uh, our Spur is typically about 60% defensive back skill set, uh, probably 40% linebacker. Uh, they have to be versatile, obviously tough enough to set the edge of your defense, obviously uh, enough cover skills to where they can line up over the head of a slot and uh, disrupt timing of receivers. Uh, our Raider position, probably just the opposite, probably 60% linebacker ability, probably uh, 40% defensive end type personnel. Uh, obviously, uh, it's one of those things I, I don't know right now. Uh, we're probably a little bit more linebacker uh, heavy, maybe, than so than at the Raider position, if that makes sense. Sure. Do you have anybody, as far as personnel, any players that are competing for those two spots? Well, uh, you know, uh, curious to see uh, Evan Rambo, uh, big safety, you know, body. I mean, six foot five, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Uh, I'm curious to see his skill set once we get into uh, fall camp. Right now there's a lot of question marks, obviously, uh, in some of those positions and how we deploy. Uh, But the good thing is we have the system with being multiple odd front defense, uh, getting people moved around, getting the right positions, and being able to do that with multiple linebackers. Real quick, how do you plan to use uh, Adrian Fry? What position or positions? You know, he's one of those, you know, again, you've heard people say this. I mean, uh, the game of football defensively is becoming positionless, a little bit like basketball. Uh, And when I say that, we dual train a lot of these guys. We have, and, and that's a good problem to have. Anytime that you have people who have cover skills, but they also have maybe the size and physical toughness to be able to to move back into uh, the even the linebacker position itself has changed over the course of the last 15 years. I mean, what you look for in a linebacker now maybe or obviously wasn't what you look for in a linebacker 15 years ago. So. Yeah, for Fry's development, he's a very versatile player. You can see him play in multiple uh, positions, as well as whenever we move into our sub packages, obviously we're going to have more defensive backs on the field. Um, there's times where we'll play with five. There's times where we'll play with six, depending on the situation uh, of the game. And uh, uh, the more guys that you have that are more versatile, the better off you're going to be. Coach, depth has always been an issue for Texas Tech, historic side of the ball. What uh, what do you are you are you happy with kind of where you sit with depth, or are, are there some some areas that you'd like to see some improvement, and especially with some of these new guys? Well, uh, the um, the depth it is what it is. You know, you just uh, the numbers wise, I, I 
it, it's becoming a problem not just here at Tech. It's a problem everywhere. I mean, it's you're going to play 900 plus snaps on uh, uh, on defense. I mean, we played over 900 last year uh, on defense, and that's forcing 33 turnovers. Uh, I don't know how many fourth down stops, but. Uh, so you're going to play the plays. Uh, where we really try to manage it is uh, through special teams. You guys have to play special teams. We've got to get our best players on the field. Uh, we really do a really good job of trying to manage uh, the play count through special teams uh, and to hopefully hold some of those numbers down. It's just something that has become a part of the game that it becomes a challenge. Uh, and I mean, injuries are part of the game. Things are going to happen. Uh, that's where the depth really comes in into play. So, am I happy with with where we are? Uh, it just is what it is. I mean, uh, uh, I'm just excited about the challenge of playing defense in this conference, and and I think we definitely need to stay healthy. Coach, kind of follow up on that a little bit. What has been the biggest challenge in implementing your new style and your new philosophy, and what gives you the confidence, given how offensive this league is, that you're going to be successful with it? Well, I think that if you look at it, we're going from a little bit more aggressive style of play probably. Uh, We're we're not just – it's not just blitz every down. Uh, I blitz when I want to blitz. Um, I pressure when I want to pressure. So in saying that, I don't use scheme as a crutch. So what we try to do, obviously, is uh, get people behind the chains, try to get them in uh, extra long yardage on second down, keep them there, and then get off the field on third down. It's a big, heavy emphasis for us. Um, so it isn't just come out there and just, ah, we're going to just lay our ears back and here we come every single down. Uh, it's very calculated. And, and when we do bring pressure, uh, it's very situational when we bring pressure. Um, so uh, I think the biggest challenge for our guys was, you know, it, it's really organized chaos. We, we have certain blitz tracks that our guys have to be able to and techniques that our guys have to execute. You got to understand when it's a run dog, when is it a uh, when is it a pass? You know, because the term blitz is probably overused in football. There's a difference between a zone pressure, okay, to try to stop the run, but stay sound vertically in the pass game compared to um, compared to a blitz when hey we're we're trying to you know impact the quarterback, uh, whether getting the ball out of his hands quickly or creating those sacks. So I think just understanding the, uh, the dynamics of pressures, the, the uh, proper techniques, it's not just, some people just teach it and just let them go. Just use your athleticism. We're very, uh, I, the, I guess, disciplined in, in the way that we try to attack people uh, with our techniques. Coach, what do you think the, the biggest right here? There what do you think go. good? What do you think the biggest difference that the, the average fan that's going to be sitting in the stands is going to notice about your defense and what we've experienced the last ten years? Let's say. I, I hope that when they one they're going to see a disciplined unit first and foremost. They're going to see guys that uh, see we use discipline as a tool uh, and we measure it through penalties. 
I'm talking about those penalties that you hear coach talk about, you know, personal fouls, uh, hitting people late and on the sideline. We have a very definitive plan uh, on being disciplined and how we measure it. Uh, and we emphasize it every single day. So I hope that they see a disciplined unit. When you look out there and you go, you know, I, I tell our guys, I want people, when they see us play, just by the way we get in our stances, they just go, oh, my gosh, those guys are, I mean, they're ready to go. So we're going to be disciplined in our alignments, in our deployment, in, in our play. We want to be physical. There's a fine line in making sure you don't take the edge off of the defense. You want to be aggressive, You want, but you got to be smart as well. So we really put a major emphasis on being smart and being disciplined, knowing situations. I hope that's the first thing you see. Then I, I, I want to see a, a group of young men that you look out there and you go, my gosh, they just play with fanatical effort. They play with tremendous effort. Uh, if, we're, if we play with great discipline, we play with great effort, the scheme will take care of itself. Uh, so I hope, and if you was just up to me and I said, hey, here's two things you're going to see, it would be those two. Hey, Coach, uh, talk about Eli Howard and his progress from spring to now. Yeah, I think probably since day one, he might have been the very first guy to buy in to, first of all, uh, Dave Scholes uh, and the weight room and the, the difference in the philosophy in the weight room. I mean, I believe he weighs 285 pounds right now. He's as big and as athletic and as lean as, as, as what I've seen him since, obviously, I've known him for seven months now. He, uh, I look for him to have probably his best year yet. I mean, he, he's uh, physically uh, done everything that we've asked him to do. Mentally, he's a smart player. He has the ability to impact the quarterback. Has a very uncanny style of being able to pressure and get to the quarterback. Uh, and I think what we do defensively really fits him because it's not a uh, pro style three four. It, we get our linemen moving, and we use them to uh, uh, again try to use their athleticism. And I think that fits Eli really well. Coach, obviously, when people talk about turnovers, they think about interceptions fumbles, so on and so forth. But how much do you emphasize on top of the traditional turnover, forcing you know, a fourth down stop or forcing a field goal in the red zone and treating that as an extension yeah. of a turnover? We, we create, uh, we, we actually count a fourth down stop as a turnover. Uh, now, obviously, it's not going to be on the uh, NCAA stats, but when we measure success on Sundays after a game, we count fourth down, fourth down stops. And if it's in the red zone, we count it as two. We just not only got the ball back to our offense, we also took points off the board by creating that fourth down stop. So that's how we measure it. Uh, and that's probably the biggest thing in what we've done. Uh, I told you this from the day that I got here, the last five offensive coordinators that I've had the opportunity to work for has been Dana Hogerson, Mike Norvell's, uh, uh, Gus Malzahn, Chad Morris, uh, Dave Yost. I mean, so... It took us about three years. It took. How do you measure success on defense anymore? I mean, we're sitting here playing ninety plus plays, and and I embrace it. Our philosophy defensively here now is to get the ball back to our offense as fast as possible. You can't be a bend and break defense and 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 do that. So, like, we're going to be aggressive. We do put uh, not just in creating turnovers, but we try to score or set up scores. Last season alone, we should have scored nine times on defense. We scored six. We was number one in the country in, in uh, scoring on defense. And 
one of them would got tackled on the one yard line, one of them would got tackled on the three yard line, and the other one would go down on the seven yard line. If we score there, we'd have scored nine times on defense alone. We have a definitive plan as well on defense when we do uh, intercept the football, uh, how we're going to try to go score. We try to just basically, we just let the linemen try to tackle them and we go shield and block everybody else except for the five linemen, and that's on the, whoever created the turnover. Take two more. Coach, you mentioned Rambo a few minutes ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Could you maybe ex- expand on wh- what you want him to do in his role? And also uh, McPherson as well, what you liked about him when you when you got him on, on campus? Yeah, I, I think both those guys, first and foremost, they bring a maturity. Uh, they've been around for a while. Uh, the, the thing that excites me is they have multiple years to play, so it isn't like we're going to teach them a system and they're gone. Uh, so they're... I think that's the thing that I've noticed about them so far in the summertime. There's just a maturity about them. There's a uh, uh, just a calm, quiet confidence with both of those guys in their ability. They're both extremely talented young men. Uh, they're they're going to help us uh, in what capacity to this point. I don't know what I expect from Evan. It's what I expect from every spur in our system. Uh, there's two trains of thought. Some people like to play with a nickel in that position that's really more cover-driven. I like to try to find that happy median to where I can put a big guy out there like Evan and I can disrupt and be over the top of the head of the slot with all the RPOs. Now I've got a 6'5", 225-pound guy that a slot or someone's trying to block. So I try to get him to be disruptive. Also, try to get into the head of the quarterback. He's an extremely uh, smart young man. So I want to be able to, hey, try to just put a little bit of doubt in that quarterback's mind. Hey, am I am I getting ready to come off the edge? Okay, so moving and stemming alignments. Uh, it really helps when you got a guy that understands the big picture, what's going on behind him, and, and how he can impact that. Yeah. What's your initial evaluation of Xavier Benson and which, since he seems kind of like a hybrid guy as well, which yeah. spot do you kind of think he fits it, in? That's, uh, you know, that, that's what training camp is really for. I mean, going through spring is we just laid a foundation. Uh, it will be really I, my initial evaluation of him, uh, extremely talented, uh, l- tons of potential, uh, you know, raw where he fits in our system right now. I don't know if I can really answer that until we start moving through camp. I got an idea where coming out of spring ball, what I think he can do and what he can become, where he can end up. I think it's not just on Xavier, but it also falls on what about the other pieces? You know, uh, Rambo's development, Kosai Eldridge's development, all those guys that could be those overhang type players. So, that, that's what I, that's what I'm most excited about to see how we put it all together because uh, it is different in the spring and uh, even to evaluate some of these young guys is, is I mean one of the most impressive guys that I've been around in quite a while uh, is Tony Bradford Jr. I mean don't count that guy out I mean I don't know I, we'll see I mean once we get out there and get started but I think Xavier falls in that same thing I mean he is extremely talented can run has the ability to to come off the edge as well as uh uh you know well the physicality part of it and what we can use him in that that still remains to be seen i think